I've never had the moment of, yes, I have arrived because I don't think that you can ever hit that moment. And so you make yourself available because if you think that you've arrived, you've limited yourself. I feel like you, you, you have to keep on dreaming. Things that I would really like to know from successful people. I'd love to hear on how they got to be where they are. A lot of the times, the only challenges we hear is just what they went through up until they break through. I'm interested in knowing more about how to be more productive and how to be more financially stable. People who always look beyond the circumstances, I think I find a great deal of inspiration from that. Where you are today does not really have to be a reflection of where you're going to be tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Impilo Beyond the Spotlight podcast, where we talk to the movers and shakers about life behind the limelight and life behind the spotlight. I'm Lucia Dramat, I'm your host, and the person I'm interviewing today is the founder of the Jesus Collective. He's a phenomenal person with a lovely story, and he starts with humble beginnings, but he also brings to hope praise and worship, and the big names to the small towns. Is Hilton Peterson. Welcome to Beyond the Spotlight. Thank you, Lucia. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm all right, and you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I know you are based up country, so are you in Joburg right now? I'm in Johannesburg, yes. How is the weather? How are you feeling? How are things looking there? Yeah, the weather obviously for us is um, cold in the morning, cold in the evening, but warm during the day. <laughs> Are you jealous right now? <laughs> you know what? I was in Pretoria a few weeks ago, yes. and those green trees, oh, they still look green. They're not brown yet. So, um, <laughs> But I'm enjoying the Cape. Let's jump straight in. I think there's just so much to dive into, but I want to start with this. It was toward the end of last year, 2020. I interviewed Luis Obala on my radio show and he was heading out to the Jesus Collective event. And today I actually get to speak to you, who is the founder behind the Jesus Collective initiative. Can you tell us a little bit more? What is Jesus Collective and who is it for? Yeah, so so the, so the Jesus Collective, obviously, it's a it's evangelistic ministry. Um, and so what has happened is... In 2016, I lost my mother, and uh, um, and it was like my mother was just the pillar of all the pillars, <laughs> you know. So yeah, so so she was just such a wonderful person. Taught us the way, um, taught us to have crocodile skin for life. She's taught us to have, you know, just to be uh, perseverant in life, what no matter what comes your way. And yeah, and so this this strong person just passed away in 2016, and all our hope just crashed, you know. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I went through a silent, um, like Joseph in the Bible, Joseph went through a, a silent season, secretive season to, 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 to divorce Mary, you know. And so I just wanted nothing to do with it, um, secretively, now, obviously, just in my thoughts. And yeah, it was just a dark time for me. And then I was invited by, at the time already, me and Luisa was doing some outreaches on that side, helping another pastor friend of mine. And then... Um, he asked for another week if he can do a week you know in July I remember mom, my mom passed away in January I think around about July yes around about this time um, July well we're not in May now but around about July and then yeah and then we did another week and it's in, the, in that week that the music really you know just listening to the music just being there and just listening to the music the worship 
that really helped me to get over that depression and over that that heaviness that was upon me at the time, that evil spirit. It just helped me so so immensely. And then from that, um, Louisa was sitting next to me and he said to me, we can call it uh, uh, the collective uh, worship. I said, look, let's put Jesus the center of everything and just call it the Jesus Collective. So that was really that inspiration that birthed this initiative. But tell me, who is this for? Yeah, so obviously this is for, obviously, look, like like I said, again, I, I just found myself where I was, you know. Sometimes we find ourselves so in brokenness. Um, um, we, we were just talking about it now. We're just testing the mics and just saying hello to one another. And we just spoke about the pandemic and we just spoke about, you know, when, when life just becomes of a space of hopelessness, you know. Um, and it's just a space of people so full of fear. People is just experiencing job losses, uh, careers, uh, uh, salary cuts. It's, it's just crazy, you know. And so there's there's no currently, every we were looking at somebody's got a TV show right now and they said they have to change the, the times from, I don't know what peak to whatever because people are not motivated <laughs> to watch gospel stuff because at the end of the day, everyone is so depressed and everyone is so so hopeless you know what i'm saying and so so this is really for for people that's that, that that has given up really like me when i gave up when i was uh in 2016 and in my my darkest hour of my life so it's for it's for people like that that doesn't have any more dreams no vision and so we just come and, and, and remind them of why Jesus went to the cross, why he's still called the healer, why he's still called the deliverer. No matter what happens around you, he still he still is a way maker in the desert. Powerful, powerful. Um, like you mentioned now, you guys were reaching out. You were making, you were trying to make a difference in the communities. And um, this is what kind of inspired this notion of, hey, Let's start the Jesus Collective. But what was the big inspiration? And you touched on your mother. I'd love you to elaborate on that. The big inspiration that your mother was in starting this and in your life. Yeah. So, look, look, I'm from a small town called Aston, just after Robertson and Borland. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, I'm from a small town called Aston. And, well, my my primary school years, I went to Feliesdorf. And then my mom... They all moved and left me to be in grade seven alone in the house with two dogs. Um, and they moved to Eston already. And I just looked after myself and 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 basically just, you know, ironed my clothes, made me food and just stayed alone. Wow. Um, and finished my grade, my grade seven years. And then when I got to 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 Eston now from our house, I found out that we were first living in a garage of the house that my, my stepdad was building. And so that as a youngster now, 14 years old, was a bit confusing. Sure. Um, and then from there, the guy didn't pay my dad, my stepdad at the time. And then we moved to another aunties of mine, um, auntie, auntie, auntie Zafters, they, they were Zafters. And then we moved to there, up behind their house at the back, just a small sack, like a small segment, like I think it's a five squares <laughs> of, of, of 10 squares. So, so square meters. And then we lived there uh, for a couple of times. And I had to basically get my brothers, my two brothers, Son and Durat. I had to get them in the mornings and then obviously take them down because there was no space. So I stayed with my step grandmother. And so I walked them down in the morning, get them dressed. My mom goes to school, 
to work. She was a domestic worker. And um, and then obviously take them to the one to the pre-primary school, the one to the primary school, then I go to school. Yes. Then tomorrow again the ritual, you know what I'm saying? Every morning, four o'clock, I must get up, take them to the sack because there was no space for us to sleep there. It was only my mom and my stepdad that could sleep in the sack. It's so small it was. Then eventually I decided that look, <laughs> I'm gonna burn this small sack down. <laughs> and then that was the, the the worst decision of my life. And then I got the hiding of my life. <laughs> Um, and then finally, we had a piece of land that was there. And my mom just decided that, look, we're going to put another sack. It's the bigger one. Which, but we've got a, a kitchen and then their room and then our room. Um, and then we obviously just uh, moved there. And there we lived for 18 years. Sure. And so every morning, 4 o'clock, my mom would pray to the father for a house, a brick wall house. And um, I didn't see it for 18 years, but he kept uh, steadfast. He believed that one day God was going to bless her with, with this house, you know? Mm. And um, so at the end of the day, we, we basically just um, 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 many years later, many years later, I got privileged and, and, and was able to build my mother the house. Yes. Oh, that is an amazing story and journey that you came to this point now. Um, I want to ask you, what are some of those key memories that really shaped your childhood life for you? I think I think I, I always teased about it. I mean, as you are growing up, you were a young boy and uh, you're 14, 15, 16, 17. So all these years that I'm mentioning, now, I'm still in the sack, you know. Mm. And you obviously have, as in any other young young person, you have interest interest in many various things, you yes. know. <laughs> One of them should would be would be girls or because you were a young boy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I would uh, for me it was just really fascinating who how people would not would not want to be your friend based on where you lived. Sure. You know, so that is one of the things really that, that really made me, I, I'm, I'm still shy, you know, I'm, I'm still, but that, that is the thing that I remember. I was a very positive and um, outspoken person. But when, when I got to live now in that space, that 18 years of, of coming back home, look at the sack. And we were talking about it today that, in the sack, I would feel all the elements of nature. So that's the second thing. So I'm still, when I just hear the wind blow, everyone laughs at me, but then I get a jacket. But then it's not really that cold, but I'm just reminded that wind means cold and it means, you, you get my point. So, yes. so those were the things that I could not resonate with elements of nature. I could not, I, I, I understand that it was hot now, but for me, it was not fun because it was really hot in the sack. You know, so, 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 so those were the two things that I can say, you know, that people really judged you on where you live. That's the one. And then second thing that I could not resonate with the elements of nature. I could not really, really say, okay, now it's a nice hot day today and celebrate that day. For me, it was for that 18 years, it was, and I mean, even worse for my mom or whoever were lived in the sack with us. So we could not really say that today it's a nice sunny day because it was really hot in the sick. I found that many times people that end up living this wonderful lives and, and these big lives or going to a certain direction, they actually look back at their childhood and they see a glimpse of the person they would one day become. If it is someone who is a singer and, you know, when they were a child, they discovered, oh, but I have a voice or someone who ends up being a big business person. But when they were a child, they had these, um, you know, smart ideas. If you look back, what are the glimpses that you see in the person you were as a child that really show who you are today? Um, I, I think 
for me, uh, without a doubt, was I was always surrounded by friends. I was always surrounded by people. Um, mm-hmm. I was always the, <laughs> the 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 attention of, of of a circle of friends, you know, because of my jokes <laughs> or my my whatever. I I would just uplift in 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 the presence of wherever I was. And and today, I think what I can really resonate from that those that has never changed with me mm-hmm. you know i've always loved people around in my house i love to be around people people i just genuinely just love people and so that never changed even in those years when i was there i always had friends that would walk um i would do karate if one friend of mine says in school that he's scared doing karate i would take karate on because i just want to help him you know to be confident about it you know and so that that is just who i am today as well you know i'm always I like to be around people, to help people, and that's always been what, what I was. Rightly so. Well, starting a collective, getting people together um, makes perfect sense. What would you say was a moment in your life that you felt, wow, I made it. Finally, this is that pinch me moment, or this is a moment that I've been, I've been waiting to get to this point. What moment was that for you? Um, I think um, for me is, to be quite honest, I have, I have I've never had that moment, but I became I became uh, aware of how good God has been for me is, but I've never had the moment of yes I have arrived because I don't think that you can ever hit that moment. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, the dream keeps growing. <laughs> for me, you just you just take that step. Whatever comes, the dreams just keep growing, and so you make yourself available because if you think that you've arrived, you've limited yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, so I mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. you, you you have to keep on dreaming. So, but what what would happen is that like right now as we speak, uh, my mom is now passed on the hair. The house is empty. Um, um, we're still furniture in it. Obviously, our pictures. So the house is exactly how I, I she left it when she left. So, but then next to it is the sack. So, so I think the sack is the thing that really allows me to see the growth that God has really done in my life and the goodness and the mercy that is bestowed upon me. So that is, that is basically what I can resonate with to say, okay, yes, you, I can see your hand on my life because understand where we are now today from where I come to any person in that time. I mean, nothing made sense right then, but today looking back, everything makes sense. Wow. For someone that's in a similar situation and feeling so challenged with their circumstances and um, how people make them feel and uh, based on where they come from, what would you say to that person? I would say, Lucia, that 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 for me, it's 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 it's, it's obviously they they say that um, to whom much is given, much is required. To whom who for those who who God can see can work with a little, then to them much is given. Sure. So I think what a lot of us don't understand is that circumstances that you are in those small beginnings. And that's why a lot of people say, don't despise it. You know, mm-hmm. for me, it's, it's, it's in the sack. And I just, for me, I just put targets. I could not wait to go and study. Well, there was no money to study, but I, I couldn't wait to finish school just to leave Aston. You know what I'm saying? So that is, I endured everything. I endured of abuse of stepdad I abused I, I I endured friends laughing at me I endured because I had to go fetch water from another tap because we didn't have the connections and so they called me Jack and Jill so I was Jack <laughs> you have to fetch water you know so I I just had to endure that because every time I I carry the water 
I just remind myself that it's, it's just going to be four more years. It's just going to be two more years, you know, and that really helped me. And I couldn't wait in 1998 just to, just to leave, you know, and to go study. And then, you know, sometimes you think you want to go somewhere and then something happens. And then my grandmother obviously passed away. Sure. So I had to come back to Aston again, you know, because uh, she stayed in Cape Town yesterday. And so I was in Cape Town for a year, studied um, at, at Northlink. And then I had to come back because then my stepdad got a stroke. And then I obviously had to come and help my mom work, you know, and then I came and worked at the municipality. And so now I'm back in Aston and then my journey just started. Um, and I actually, with what you just said now, I actually wanted to um, ask you something that I think is so powerful to just set people free. And I know that you would have had a moment like this at some point. Um, there's usually this moment where we have a revelation or where a lesson, we have a lesson and it hits event. We just click. Oh my goodness, this is where I need to go. Or this is what I need to do. Or even an epiphany. What would you say was an epiphany or a revelation that hit you that really chart your course for success? Um, so my mom then was at a, a very weird church. We would have Sunday school on a Monday evening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would have uh, uh, until the Saturday night. So they called defrayate. So they called based um, on They don't have a name. They serve God, and that's about it. Okay. Mishenek, basically Mishenek, basic vibes. So, so what we have done is, um, my mom dreamed that I, I used to play um, um, small professional cricket, not too big, but I used to play small professional cricket. So my mom um, um, dreamed that I hit the cricket ball, and the bat broke. But the ball landed, if you, if you, I don't know if you've ever been to that side of the world, Montague, Aston, Robertson. But there's the Langeberg. That's the Langeberg that goes down there, the Langeberg. Um, and these mountains that's there. And so I, I hit the ball in the dream of my mom now. And then the mountains caught fire, you know. And so what you are not talking about, so many years later, I do the Jesus Collective. And there's, I think there was 4,000 people in this one hall. It was packed, packed. And, um, and everyone just came out from all regions, Bonneville, Montague, Robertson, um, 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 Bonneville, um, um, Zolani, Cobella, all, all, everyone just came and it was full. And as I stood on the stage looking at these people, I'm realizing that here is that mountain catching fire. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Um, being in business today, it is a pandemic. It is absolutely crazy. You have to hold on to your faith. You have to be motivated. You have to be innovative. Um, for someone in business today, what can you share? How do you keep your motivation? How do you keep going on and doing what you need to do, even in the crazy circumstances? I think for me, it's last year, I think of the year before. I don't know if it's last year. I, I'm just funny, um, but I got the scripture that says, uh, Ezekiel 47, 12 says, fruit trees will grow on both sides of the river, some for food um, and, uh, and some for healing. And I, mm. I, I read the scripture again, and then COVID started. And so what we do, we have themes for the year that we, we push it. And, and, and so that theme of the year was witness. Last year was witness, evidence, and overflow. And so when I read the scripture 47, 12, Ezekiel 47, 12, fruit trees will grow on both sides of the river. Uh, there will be new crop every month. Yeah, that's the scripture. 
And so what I got from, from the Holy Spirit was that something is going to happen, but there will be new crop every month. And so I really, when there's topics of the where the country is going economically with the pandemic, I never engage on all of that up till today. So I don't engage into, oh, it's so bad, or because I got the scripts, I got the word that I could stand, that new crop will come. Um, new crop will be there every month. You know, food for provision and food for healing. So meaning I was also affected by COVID. So I could stand on the scripture that I would get the healing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I, the food, the, the, the fruit trees, the trees for, for food would, was the provision. So there would always be provision. And so I really, for this year, I've got a business partner. We we made it a pact. I told him, we're not going to talk those things. I'm not going to become fearful. And God has been good. I mean, if, if not one of my best two years, this has been good years for me. Wow, that is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. And it, it's so good to see that in these crazy times where many people are challenged in their faith to see, look how faithful God is. Yeah. And also, I love that you said that you don't engage in those conversations that bring fear. No. Because I think that is so top of mind. It's yeah. everywhere. It's I on social media. It's in the news. I refuse. Radio, TV, everywhere. I this is one of my favorite types of questions that I'm going to ask you now. And I, I feel it's so important because very often on your way to the good thing or to your next step or whatever, something goes wrong. Like someone's on their way to the concert where they're finally going to perform and now they get a flat tire. And you know, that crazy type of things happen and it can sometimes throw you off, throw off your confidence or really even sway your faith. But I found that you stick through and you do the thing. And at the end, God shows so faithful. Can you share a moment with us mm. where things went wrong, but in the end, it all worked out? <laughs> yeah. Look, so we we obviously have many of those. Things. <laughs> uh, you must understand we 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 fly in. Um, um, so we would fly in. Um, uh, Kaya just walked in now. Um, also, he's waiting for me to go to service. So we'll get a Kaya, a guy like Kaya, coming in, and then maybe Kaya's flight is delayed. You know, and then I go up to speak sometimes, and then I I can speak a lot and long, but then no one knows that really I'm just holding everything back until everyone has arrived. <laughs> yeah, so I have to come up with Bible stories, you know. Um, but 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 we had many of those. Um, we had incidents where we were recording the other week. We were we we recorded a our first own songs that we wrote. Um, we wrote, we, we, we recorded it. And on, on this particular day, the speakers went, <laughs> you know, of, of that, oh, we, no. that we, that we used the venue and then something just, just happened. And I asked our sound engineer, what is happening? But no one had to know that this was the case. And we had to just quickly maneuver a few things around, put it from this feet to the other side, to the left side. Um, and it actually... For us, we were very concerned about the recording, but looking at it now, because we were looking at it yesterday, you remember when you sometimes do all of these recordings, if there's too much sound, then it bleeds through the through the drum mics. And the sound just came yes. out perfectly. But it was a concern for us in the during the event, you know. The sound, everyone, if you listen to the recording, <laughs> it has been mixed. It has never been mixed, never been touched. It's completely raw. 
<laughs> and so that has completely just worked out for us. And so that those are the instances that I, I just come have come to learn that every good does turn for every bad does turn for our good. So I'd never focus on bad. Absolutely. And I think that's so important because we can get so discouraged on our way when things don't go perfectly. But I love that. I love that. That even though it turned into a masterpiece. For people that say, you know what, Hilton, you've inspired me. I want to find out more. I want to connect with Jesus Collective. I want to connect with you. I want to know what you guys are up to. Where can people connect with you? What's next for you? What's next for the Jesus Collective? And what can people expect? Yeah, obviously they can connect with on the social media, obviously, we have a, the Jesus Collective Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Jesus Collective um, Instagram handle. Um, 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 it's and then we've got obviously it's just my my one is Hilton underscore Peterson uh, Instagram. Um, and then obviously, if you follow, um, you will find out okay what where we're going next. We we're doing a roadshow now, um, trying to get our songs uh, to sing it to to the people so they can familiar get familiar with the songs. So yeah, if people keep on watching, they'll see that we, we're out about and just trying to share the good work of, of, of Christ. Sure. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, I know people will be expi- inspired. I know people will be touched and blessed. And I'm sure that they will contact a Jesus Collective. They'll see what you guys are up to. Thank you so much for sharing your story behind the spotlight with us. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Lucia. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can subscribe to Impilo Beyond the Spotlight podcast. We are on all the platforms and you can pop over to our website, impilomedia.org. Then you will never miss an inspiring, entertaining and encouraging episode. That's it from me, your host, Lucia Dramat. Arise, shine. Till next time.